You found the taxi stand hour. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. The usual suspects, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. When we figure out how to put get to live on TikTok, we're going to do it. Believe me. <laughs> it is Sunday. It is uh, September 19th of 2021. And... Uh, I guess, hey, welcome aboard here from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. As always, we trust you've had a fantastic week. Things have gone your way, and you're just sliding comfortably into a full day of football, getting ready to watch my Miami Dolphins kick some Buffalo Bill behind. And uh, good morning to you, John. We have a special guest waiting in the lobby. She's right. We're all excited about this. Right in the green room, and she's ready, ready to bring her, uh, bring her here front and center. Uh, all three hundred forty-seven stories here are are just excited as can be. And without further ado, we give you the lovely, the talented, the multi-talented. Is the one and only Shaletta Brundage. Hey guys, it's so good to see you. It is fabulous to see you too. Beautiful smile, ready to rock and roll here. So it is, it is so fabulous, so fabulous to have you on board here. So Tell us a little bit what you've been doing here since uh, since we got you vaccinated. And you're, you, you haven't, <laughs> right? Yo, maybe you vaccinated. You didn't grow the third eye. No. No. So, no, no six finger. Um, I, I don't have any microchips inside me. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I'm... I, I didn't want to do it. You guys encouraged me to do it, do it, made me do it. Let's go ahead and be honest, forced me into it. Um, I went ahead and did it. And I ain't going to lie, y'all, I, I did it afraid. You know, I didn't go because, oh, now all of a sudden I think that this is the best thing to do for me. Um, I did it because you 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 two gentlemen were so concerned. My family was concerned. And, um, you know, I did it afraid both times. I did it afraid. And so, right. you know, it's it's just it's it's been a journey, and you know, I just hope that my story resonates with other people. Just do it afraid, 
Now, Shalette, mm-hmm. how do you feel now that it's done? You're past the two-week mark, so you're fully vaccinated. So so how do you feel about the fact now that you've done it? I, Although I wasn't there personally, I saw all the pictures. I heard all the stories. I heard, uh, you know, and, and all that. But but now that you've done it and it's it's behind you now. And I understand the trepidation where you were coming from. I get that. I understand it. But how how are you feeling about it now? Uh, feeling good about it, but nothing really for us has changed. I'm still double masking up. I still got my gloves on. Um, I'm not walking out like all of a sudden I'm a free woman because I'm afraid, still afraid of COVID, you know, with the breakthrough cases and stuff. Um, so, so I take the same precautions that I took. Um, I'm not hugging anybody. I'm doing elbow bumps. Um, I, I am going to a few more places. Like I got my eyebrows done. I don't know if you gentlemen can see that. I got my eyebrows done. Um, I got my toes did. I would never have walked into a nail shop had I not been vaccinated. So I was like, it was scissor foot. Like my toenails were this long. Uh, they needed, you know, yard clippers and hedges to take care of my feet yesterday. We're going to bring out the big power tools. Too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Was that so I, power sander in the background? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I, I have to say I was quite proud of you, even though, you know, I'm I'm physically a distance away, but, you know, I, I, I feel like we have some kind of connection here. And I know you were petrified. And I know you did it for your son. And I, I, we can't talk enough about this. And, and if you're not familiar, for those of you uh, listening, if you're not familiar with Shaletta's story, she was one scared woman. She yeah. Let go. Uh, her son encouraged her, uh, a very selfless act on his part for a 15-year-old boy. Ma, I don't want anything for my birthday. I just want you to get vaccinated. I mean, come on. It's, uh, so we're happy for you. We're happy that you got that. So let's talk about billboards. Yeah, let's talk about billboards. (laughs) I have never, I I can tell you, there's a lot of things I I can go down the list and say, can't say that I've never done. I've probably done some things that make your hair grow out and uh, and (laughs) curl instantly. But I can say that I've never posed for a selfie in front of a billboard before. (laughs) And You're no longer a virgin. You posed no in front of uh, a billboard and took a selfie because your friend was up there. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. And it was. I did. I felt like it was a mission. I, I saw. I saw uh, Dan Cook and uh, Dave Harrington from uh, CCO. They they did it, and uh, and I now I see since the Chad has posed has has taken care has done it. But I, I felt inspired. I just felt I got to do this. Well, don't ask me why. I just I had to do it. And look at I. I think I had the best background in the world because the the, the sky I the, the the background was beautiful blue sky. I went out mm-hmm. to the one by the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. How many are there? Uh, there are five. Five. Excuse me, young lady. Five digital billboards. Oh yeah, we're big time. We're big time. I didn't realize that we were actually dealing with an actual legit media sensation. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let the smooth taste fool you. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. I, I, 
I, uh, geez, I got to go crawl into a corner and rethink this whole situation. Yeah, yeah. it makes it the rethink life. You know, you got to rethink life because, you know, we said it's small business. You know, for those of us who made it through the pandemic, we're going to celebrate in a big way. It's small business week, but we're going to celebrate in a big way. And so I got with my team and was like, what can we do? How can we just take over? you know, big boss lady type stuff, you know? And they were like, well, let's do something and just, I, I said, you know, I want to get a building. And then they were like, why we getting just one? You know, if you want to take over, get, let's get a bunch of them. And so we looked at the places that were strategic across from Viking Stadium, near the airport, downtown Minneapolis over Pantages Theater, just to let the world know that small businesses survive COVID. And they look like us and they're successful and thriving. And what happened, guys, and, and it wasn't even intentional. I was just trying to self-promote. I wasn't even trying to do this part, but this part just happened. Is that so many other female uh, BIPOC business owners were inspired. You know, they knew that when I started my company, um, I had uh, I really was like seventy four dollars away from qualifying for food stamps. It was before. The Shaletta Show got started. I was working overnight weekends at CCO. My husband was laid off. And I decided I'm going to step out on faith. The only way to have wealth for my family is if I create it. And I started the company. I didn't even have a LLC. I didn't have a business account, but I had a vision. And, and everything else followed after that. And so women are inspired, you know, and they see me. They know my story. And they're thinking, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it, too. And you got a you got a response from one particular young lady. You had a you did an appearance on a local television station here, uh, Twin Cities Live, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, that inspired a young lady to uh, get a hold of you. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, a Hmong woman who opened her own production company, Just For You Productions. Her name is C. Vane. She just incorporated her business, guys, um, September 9th of this year. Uh, it's a film production company. She was working for somebody else, and she decided, I can do this on my own so I can tell some more diverse stories, right? And she said, I'm terrified. I'm petrified. I, I'm afraid. You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to keep the LLC, but I'm going to just go back and work for somebody else. And she saw me on Twin Cities Live talking about having confidence, but still being afraid. That's the thing. You can have confidence, but you can still have fears. And um, she said, when I talked about that and doing it afraid and stepping out on faith, um, she was like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing it. And she sent me a note and thanked me for being an inspiration to her. And I, I, I mean, I wasn't even trying. But when you are living your true, authentic life and you are stepping inside of God's dream for you, um, th there are some other things that happen um, that go along with that. And one of them is is being an incidental blessing to somebody else. Well, that's that's a fantastic story. That's uh, oh, by the way, I just want to step back to the billboard for one more second. Uh, yes, you're a media sensation. And yet I don't see any of the billboards where I can take a picture. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Talk to the media. Team. Don't 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 challenge me. I, I'll get up there. Don't challenge me. Now. <laughs> I want to see one by the Midtown Tunnel in uh, New York City. Right there. I, look, the don't don't run off the road when you see it. OK, because, you know, I make it happen. I, I'll take that as a personal challenge and then make it happen. <laughs> All right. Gotta remember, Shaletta makes me laugh.com. That isn't just local here in Minnesota. We can make this 
nationwide. We can make this hello, world. Hello. I just need Oprah to call me. I don't know what she's waiting on. I just need Oprah to call me. What is she? What? I'm listed. I'm listed. I talked to her the other day. She said she's uh, you're on the list. All right, all right. I'll keep I'll make sure to keep paying the phone bill. <laughs> you got one and you got one and Bye. you got one. <laughs> so so what else you got going on in your life here? What's what's in what's in the future here for you? Um, you know, we're just gonna keep pumping out these podcasts and the one thing that I want to do hold these businesses accountable. You know, after George Floyd died, we're in Minneapolis. So many of these Fortune 500 companies that are based right here in the Twin Cities made promises that they are not keeping. Um, you know, Best Buy came out and said, we're going to, you know, uh, support BIPOC businesses with $3 billion. General Mills said that they were going to dedicate a certain percentage of their revenue to Black-owned media outlets, as well as Target. And what we're seeing is fancy news releases and a bunch of chatter, but, you know, there's no cheese. You know, and, and so I'm, I'm checking in with all my Black-owned media outlets and BIPOC businesses, and none of them have seen a dollar of this money, and it's been almost two years. And so what I'm telling them is, if you're not going to do it, don't say it. But yes, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. Good I'm calling you out. Yeah, I, I want the receipts. I, I want the receipts of what you say. If you're not going to do anything, just be quiet. But don't hashtag and then don't send the help. And so, you know, and, and, and I'm also shining a spotlight on those businesses who are um, doing what they said that they were going to do. Comcast, for one, has a, a Comcast Rise. It is an opportunity for BIPOC businesses to apply uh, for funds and resources and uh, to continue their businesses. And so they have dedicated $1 million to the Twin Cities. On October 1st, they open up applications for small minority-owned businesses to apply for a $10,000 grant. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so that, you know, I had to invite them on my show to talk about that, um, you know, so so that, you know, we shine the spotlight on the people who are doing the work and the people who are not. So so I'm I'm, I'm on a mission right now. If you said it, I'm going to hold you accountable. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. Don't say you're going to do anything. Don't hashtag. Don't 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 send out the bogus news releases, because if you do, I want receipts. Who are you helping? And if the answer is nobody, then you're going to find somebody to help. Well, let me say this. What's terrifying is to hear that so far, the only one I hear that's helping is a cable company. Right. That's terrifying. And don't get me started on cable companies. But uh, right. well, look, as much cereal as black people eat, you think General Mills will be the first ones on the list. We have kept them in business. Baby, I'm so mad at General Mills right now. <laughs> but it, it's you're right. It's the whole idea of in the moment, in the heat. There, the spotlight is wide, and everybody's trying to. Get, okay, we'll do this, we'll do that. But what they're also counting on is that three weeks later, everybody the heat dies down, and everybody we'll all forget ready. about it. Everything we'll will be, you know, yeah, I totally get it. Well, we are such a microwave society when it comes to that kind of stuff, and that's a, has a lot to do even with news and everything else. Whatever is the the uh whatever is happening at the moment i mean i still uh i i still because i can i still make at least three or four trips through george floyd square now that's been how long now ago and that's yeah. still fresh on my mind yeah 
Uh, and uh, th there are things that I don't let escape from my mindset. Now, maybe I drive myself crazy doing it, but I think <laughs> that are, well, that's a short that's a short drive. So that's another story for another time. No but <laughs> but the fact of the matter is is that if it's important enough to talk about, it's important enough to do. Yeah. And just by sitting here and, and talking and, and, and whatnot, we all offer, it's, it's kind of like what, what Ed and I have said in the past. We want to talk about giving people a voice. We've said, we, we've said before, we're willing to give, we're willing to give anybody the keys to the studio who wants to, who wants to come on radio TFI and get their voice out. Hey, listen, we're just a little three watt internet radio station, but you know, it's, it's somewhere. It's a start. It's, you never know where it gets picked up and you never know who's going to get the right message across. It will, it'll resonate with, with people. It, all it takes is just that touch, just that little spark to resonate with people. And let me tell you also what you do, and, and I know we got to run, but I, I also want to say thank you all for being allies. Um, you know, that's a trendy word that people like to use a hashtag, but you two gentlemen are really allies. Um, when I got the vaccination, John didn't just tell me to go get it. He showed up. He was there. My husband was outside. He wasn't even in there, but John was. You know what I mean? He I was John was there. Um, and, you know, when George Floyd died, y'all called me and invited me to so you could understand. You all have played clips from my radio show. You talk about things that are going on in communities of people who don't look like you. It would be a lot easier if you turned your back and said that does not impact me. That doesn't affect me. It doesn't have anything to do with me. But that's not what you do. That's not um, the way you use your platform. You open it up. You listen to diverse voices. You hear different stories. And you try to learn and educate your viewers and your listeners. So from the bottom of my heart and my community, um, I thank you. Because I've been in news for 21 years and I've had to fight so much to get diverse stories told. So it is nice when somebody makes it easy for you. So Bless you and thank you for what you're you're always, you do. Always, you've always got a place with us. That's for sure. Shaletta, we love you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming aboard here. And we got to do the, We got to do this again. We do. We a do. lot sooner than we, we got to eliminate this gap. Is what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. I love you guys. Have a great Sunday. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah, because you know you can't find a jingle like that in New York City or Florida or any place else. Right. That that is a catchy, catchy jingle. It sure is. Well, as as oh, oh something just went off in my ear. Uh, thanks, Shaletta, for uh, spending some quality time with us. As always, we're uh, happy to have you aboard. Anytime you make contact with us, be it through a tweet, an email, smoke signals, billboards, whatever the medium you choose. We are happy to be a part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now it's time to move on to other things. And of course, you know what we got to do next, John. Yes, you know, I know. I know. We, uh, You're ready we, for it. We delay this for, for uh, Shaletta, and of course. But now. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch, sponsored by 
nobody. Over close to the region, $39.75 down, 14 cents. Flip close to the region, $52.18 cents, up $1.17. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. Go to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. You'll enjoy it. Oh, I finished early. Still there, John? Can't hear you, John. Oh, sorry about that. No, okay. I was doing I was doing you the favor of muting myself when I'm coughing, drinking, sneezing, <laughs> anything breathing. else. Breathing. Copy yeah. that. All right. So uh again, that was uh we're moving along. Oh, you know what we forgot to get from Shaletta? Gosh darn it, I meant to. We needed a football pick from her today. I I don't I don't think that she's much into football. I don't care if she's not into football. Doesn't mean she can't give us a pick. Well, this is this is probably true. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you want to call in and be a part of the show here, the phone lines are open. I'm assuming they're uh, they're plugged in here and and what have you. I, yes, we've we've got the hamster running on the wheel and powering up the. Uh, the phone. You know phones do run on electricity, the old landlines, right? There is electricity in the lines. Yeah. Yeah. I not to shock you. Yeah. yeah. That's why they say they don't want you to be on a be on the phone during a thunderstorm. Remember that? Yeah, but I'm just saying there is actual electricity. Don't steal my thunder. Oh, look what I did there. Oh gee, good lord. I, I put out a little little piece of trivia, a little piece of knowledge. And I need them yes. to hear you come trampling all over it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, look, I'm a sensitive guy. I don't ask a lot. I don't get a lot. But the least you can do is have my phone trivia. I mean, come on. I'm sorry. You had to warn me about it a little ahead of time, I guess. Dorian K.A. at uh, It's at RM3 Sherbert on Twitter wrote this. Every five minutes on Twitter, someone is moaning about how Uber is screwing them. We were vilified for warning this will happen, but we were told we're dinosaurs, don't like competition, blah, blah. Chickens are coming home to roost. We were right all along. Now that, my friends, that's the tweet of the year. Well, and you're seeing it, you're seeing it on Twitter um, constantly uh, where... People are being charged outrageous amount of amounts of money for these rides. Same rides that you could take a cab across town. Remember those? Remember those vehicles yeah. where you could actually jump in? You wouldn't have you just you could just find one on the street and jump in. Right, but the point being made here, which again, and I we've all made this point. This is exactly what we warned against back in the day when all this started. Absolutely. Do not think that an unregulated uh, company, global company, is going to care one iota about whether you get to work on time or not. Don't think they're going to be waiting, uh, uh, lowering prices unless it suits them. They'll take a hit every now and again to grab business away. But look where it is. We said it's going to get higher. Once they have their share of the market, they're going to start bumping the rates and lowering the what the drivers get. But hey, what do we know? What do we know? 
That's right. Anyway, anyway, what uh, what uh, where are we, John? I'm I'm so I'm I'm always just so so overly excited whenever we deal with Shaletta. I'm just I don't I don't know if I'm yeah. Kind of now, it's, now it's kind of like we have to kind of let us down slowly, right. let us down right. slowly after that. And I get we, it. We should pretend. Oh, by the way, for those of you. All, all of you who listened on the radio to our show last week, you're a liar. I forgot to push the button. <laughs> Just saying, that's all. I've been thinking about that one all week. And that's not the first time I didn't push the button. Today, I yeah. pushed the button. You can, can be listening to us. Matter of fact, if you're listening to us on the app live, uh, send up a smoke signal. You know, send a carrier pigeon something. Let us know. Somehow, some way, that you're actually listening on the app. Uh, before we go to our video, uh, before we go to our video uh, collection here, uh, I found a couple stories uh, you know, kind of interesting here. One from the Insider, the where your friend and mine, Mike Lindell, held a three-day telethon called "Take Back What the Devil Stole." You want to give get take one guess at who he uh, uh, did this little telethon with? Uh, the Trumpster, the one, the only televangelist, Jim Baker. Jim Baker is he still alive? He's still alive. There's a big movie coming out about him and Tammy Faye. That's I've, I've heard about that. The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's called. No joke. That's for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Jim just, Baker. He's a scammer back. Are you kidding me? He did real prison time. Real prison time. Well, it's only going to be a matter of time before Lindell uh, is in that same boat. It's it's he, just it's he, just going to take it's just going to take a little more. He's uh, Jim Baker was the top of the top of the heap of the scammers that are evangelicals in this country. Mm-hmm. That's a brand of people that should be literally eliminated from the planet. Uh, get a flamethrower, torch them all, and put them all in a big hole because they do nothing but steal from people. I mean, you've got... Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm, I believe people are entitled to their faith and they should believe what helps them through the day. Organized religion, however, stinks to high heaven because it's not unlike organized crime. And if you think I'm kidding, do your research. And I don't mean just Google it. Oh, um, you're absolutely right. I I'm mean, speaking, Jim, Jim Baker made an art out of it. Oh, are you kidding me? Mike Lindell. I, I have one time. I got it one time. I'm never going to get it back. Uh, yeah, but Lindell, he's, a, he's just a nutball. Really, I'm starting to get concerned about him now. Truly, legitimately, sincerely concerned. Something is seriously wrong with him because he's going after something he knows not to be true. He's throwing tons of money at it that seriously could be better used elsewhere. Not the Trump campaign. Mike, you want to do something for this country? Take your uh, take your money and, and put it into you know some worthy court causes. Uh, yeah, uh, that's not that's not going to happen. You know, it's he's got his money. He's got he he's got the money. You know, and hey, there for a while, he's a successful businessman. You know, he yeah. 
uh, those pillows. I don't know the the, the, the my pillow. Look, and, and I'm not just trying to say this to bash Mike Lindell. They are they're not all that in a bag of chips. Trust me, you can get a you can get a pillow from Walmart for twenty five dollars and have it be every bit as comfortable as anything right. that uh, Lindell is selling. So. And, uh, and back, back, back at you, Shaletta, uh, you comb your daughter's hair. Uh, we don't take kindly that kind of talk around here because there ain't a lot of hair going on. So, you know, <laughs> comb is a dirty word around here. So just watch yourself, Missy. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. <laughs> so uh, I was going to say something. <sighs> And I'll be say it, it, it slipped your mind, huh? Slipped my mind. Uh, so a guy from uh, a guy from Breitbart, uh, John Nolte is his name, uh, thinks he's got it all figured out. This, I, I remember this name. It popped up in the news this week. Uh, he thinks, because uh, I guess I guess Howard Stern, well, we all know. Howard Stern, and you know he's he's still the shock jock, probably not as much as he uh, he used to be. He's nothing like but him. oh, but he's made uh, he's made fun and teased and, and what have you, and some people would say bullied people who have uh, not gotten the vaccination. Made fun of the fact that uh, there were was it three or four right wing talk show hosts that have died uh, from the virus. John, I got to pause there for a second. I have said this for the past couple of weeks now. This is our big shot to get uh, on AM conservative radio because the spots are opening up almost daily. Almost daily. I mean, I can change my tune for, for a buck. <laughs> I can't they, uh, can be rented. So they say now I don't I don't know how much truth there is to this. Do you remember me mentioning a guy by the name of Ed Schultz? I know the name. The name is familiar. I, I, I he, he he's he's long since passed away. Uh, he was a uh, uh, quite the prominent uh, a progressive talk show radio, and then he went on to MSNBC and and what have you. Uh, I have no proof of this whatsoever, but I've heard in a couple different circles that he actually started out his radio career as a conservative commentator. Believe it or believe it or not. I, I not knowing the man, I sure I believe it. So but anyways getting back to here this uh this uh little op ed here in uh, uh Breitbart uh thinks that uh, there's an angle here why guys like uh Howard Stern and uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel and a few others are are, are bullying, as they say, bullying people trying into getting the uh, vaccination because they think their natural response, he thinks their natural response is going to be, you're not going to tell me to get that vaccination. No way. And then meanwhile, well, you know, they're dropping like, they're literally dropping like flies. Uh, and, all because of basically stubborn pride because they don't want people telling them how to live their lives and how to, you know. And uh, he thinks that he that this is a ploy by people on the left to get rid of Trump supporters, 
and Republicans in general. Well, so that that that's his that that's his conspiracy theory. I they're, they're kind of doing it themselves. Well, that's you know that's kind of where I was here too. Um, and like I said in a tweet that this I was in this camp too. I was to the point where I I don't know that I wanted to go as far as to see uh, these people die. I had said though, stay out, you know, like you had, stay out of my hospital. Still do. Uh, and where I've had to veer off that uh, that train a little bit because because of my my friend Rob, my friend Rod Johnson, I who um, I um, his wife is reporting on Facebook that uh, he is making slow progress, uh, still critical but stable. Which leads me to uh, which leads me to believe and wonder, Jesus, how bad was he when this all when this all started? I mean, this was uh, look. I don't want to try to bully or tease anybody into getting the vaccination. I didn't bull. I you know we didn't bully Shaletta. Of course, Shaletta was there was a different there was a different reason why There's why Shaletta much Jeff, different. Yeah. But I nobody teased her or anything to that effect. They just said, "Please get it, please get it done." And I, I think that we need to. I think that we need to apply the same logic to these people on the right. Look, I want to have I want to have these reasonable discussions with people that are um, on the other side of the um, political spectrum. You know, I I, I got to tell you, I miss those little debates I was having with uh, with Rod over Trump and and over, you know, I I actually miss that. John, I I need to get in here for a second. Let, let, let's look at the difference, okay? Your right wing nut jobs, your anti vaxxers blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, I don't believe the science. I've done my research. You haven't done any research. And by the way, thank you, Ed, for the post about Ed. And this is coming from Ed. Uh, that I had to get into. Shaletta, Shaletta's reasoning for not, for being trepidatious about it, okay? She was, she, it's not that she didn't want to get it. Not that she didn't believe in it. But she has other, deeper, cultural reasons going back a long long way with ample documentation of why she would be apprehensive about it uh morning Rolando yes thank you uh, she is not out there telling people she was not out there telling people don't get it it's baloney it's it's not this it's not that she what that was her personal thing. And she didn't attend. There were no politics attached to that or anything like that. So, and I'm sorry, you can't compare what Shaletta went through. Oh, well, no. And I'm not and trying to. And, and remember, she did, she did with much trepidation. That's the word I was looking for earlier trepidation. Uh huh. She did get the vaccine. You were literally there holding her son's hand, who was holding her hand. Mm -hmm. And she did it for her son. She looked at the larger picture. 
She didn't keep it focused on her, which unfortunately is what a lot of these anti-vaxxers are doing it. They're focused on this echo in their head that somebody has put there, that it's all lies. It's all like only a billion people on the planet have had these shots. And you know what? You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to play this video, the COVID math. Okay. I want everybody, if you haven't seen this video or or listen to it, you you only have to hear it for you folks on the replay. Pay attention to this young lady. She gets a little excitable and the language I could live without, but I, I, I didn't take anything out. I am so fucking tired of this argument because, yes, you can still get COVID if you are fully vaccinated. But do you know the statistics to that? Do you know the odds of getting COVID if you are fully vaccinated? Because I do. I'm not a medical expert, expert, but I'm really fucking good at numbers. So let me show you. There are 330 million people in the United States, right? Divide that by the 41 million COVID cases that we've had. And that gives you a one in eight chance of catching COVID in the United States. One in eight people have gotten COVID in the United States. Of those 41 million people, you've had 670,000 or so deaths, right? That's a one in 61. One in 61 people in the United States have died from COVID. One in 61 people who have gotten COVID in the United States have died, okay? Let's, let's take this further. There are 173 million people who are fully vaccinated in the United States, right? Do you know how many breakthrough cases there have been? Since August, uh, as of August 30th, there's been... 12,908. That gives you a 1 in 13,402 chances of catching COVID if you are fully vaccinated. 1 in 13,402 versus 1 in 8. Let's take it a step further. There have been 2,437 deaths related to COVID or people who are COVID positive and fully vaccinated, right? 480 of those aren't related to COVID, which means that they died from a car accident or something totally unrelated to COVID. So we're going to round that to 2,000. 173 million people in the United States are fully vaccinated. Divide that by the 2,000 that have died fully vaccinated from COVID. That gives you a 1 in 86,500 chances of getting COVID and dying if you are fully vaccinated. So unvaccinated, you have a 1 in 8 chance of catching COVID. You have a 1 in 61 chance of dying from COVID. And fully vaccinated, you have a 1 in 13,402 chances of catching COVID and a 1 in 86,500 chances of dying from COVID. How about we all just realize that billions of shots have been given worldwide, billions of people have been fully vaccinated, and we have a way to end this pandemic. We have a way for children to stop losing their fucking parents. Go get the fucking shot. Like I said, she was very uh, bright, very excitable. And uh, I can't say as I blame her. And that is just straight up math, people. That's, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to go any further in your quote unquote research than those kind of numbers. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because clearly it's kind of like playing the lottery. You got to be in it to win it. If you don't spend $1 on a lottery ticket, you can't win. If you don't get one shot and you can't, uh, I found this online. Speaking of doing your research and all that, it's the I've done my research pop quiz. John, I'm going to ask you a couple of these questions because I know you claim to have done your own research, right? Okay. Let's see. Let me get one of the easy ones here. Uh, T cells mature in the thymus. Their maturation is driven by the blank protein that is expressed by stormal cells in the thymus. 
A, zeta protein of CD3, B, CD44, C, R2, D, notch, or E, NF-KB? Which is the correct answer? <laughs> that was the easy one? That was the easy one. I have absolutely no words. Of course you don't. Neither do I. I have no idea what I just read. Uh, somebody posted, and it posted six similar questions. It's at the bottom. It says, "If you don't know the answers to these questions, you should you should know your definition of quote unquote research is different from scientists who actually research vaccines." Yeah, there you go. In other words, you going on online and saying, uh, "What's what's the horse uh, the horse medicine I can take?" That's not you reading uh, something off of Facebook. That's not research. No. So let's. Let's do a little bit more about vaccine with our good pal. We got not one but two today. Chip Franklin. Here we go, kids and kittens. And now some of the focus is shifting to animals. COVID is now spreading through zoos, but it's the same problem there. Not one elephant will get vaccinated. Was that Chris Christie? Here in California, police unions are crying they shouldn't have to get vaccinated. This is a fight for freedom. So let me get this straight. You can beat the snot out of a black guy for a broken taillight, but you're afraid of a little prick? A massive, massive story. No, no, no. The other little prick. The standard vaccination technique. Cops who won't get vaccinated need to find a new job. I don't know, maybe Janet Jackson's hiring? Vaccine mandates are necessary because people are idiots. We don't want the mandate to come to PA. We don't want to take the vaccine. Look, honey boo boo, I get it. And I'm a beauty queen. Seventh grade was hard, but the facts are you get vaccinated, you don't die. Now, I know you think you're special, and you are, but just not in the way you think you are. What side do you want? You know what's bad when you're safer in a zoo than you are in Florida? But really, are you surprised? Goddamn right. High five. Okay. Really rich. That's a pin. <laughs> Ah, Chip Franklin laying it out for us once again. We uh, we certainly do enjoy that. Uh, so yeah, this this whole vaccine thing is going on and on and on and on. And uh, I, I'm getting tired of talking about it every week, but we will continue to talk about it every week, uh, briefly or otherwise. Well, 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 we almost have to. I mean, if we're going, I mean, we can. Sure, there's a lot of other things we can talk about, but let, let's face it, it's up there, it's up there right in our faces. It's the fact John, that we could do book reports every week. We could stay away yeah. from this completely. Well, well this, we, this could is this, we could turn this into the taxi stand uh, book club. We can actually talk about the taxi industry for two hours. Yeah, where's the fun in that? <laughs> but I will well, say anyways. Anyways, real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Taxi industry is making a comeback. Oh. I I agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, what do you want to say? Anything important? Probably not. Go ahead, John. Well, I think this is important. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. If you want to join in on a conversation here, um, we'd love to hear from you. There's always the uh, the Twitter Avenue at Taxi Stand Hour, or those who are paying attention and watching us here on the various feeds, just just make your comments uh, there. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. So that's all I have. Is that all? That's all. Is that all? That is all. 
by the way, what is this about 16 guns taken off the street? Oh, you know what? It's funny. I was uh, I, I was gonna bring that up with with Shaletta. That uh, is specific to Minneapolis. They were having a yeah. They had a big rah rah session uh, yesterday over in North Minneapolis. We were talking oh, about uh, gun buyback. Uh, yeah, well, no, not necessarily gun buyback, but where they were having people who were on the. Uh, who've kind of worked with it within the communities and, and kind of involving the police and, and what have you. And the police, uh, uh, the, the police chief Arandondo was uh, touting the fact that they've taken 16 guns off the street in 21 days. Wow. That's almost a gun a day. <sighs> Gee, man, you get... that is, that is barely a drop in the bucket. I know. I was being sarcastic there towards the police chief. It's just that is nothing. Like I said in the tweet, it's nothing to crow about. I mean, let's. No, I mean, it's 16 guns that aren't out there, which is good news. But just the same, I wouldn't be uh, pounding my chest over that. It'd be better to just say we're making progress. It's better to say we're not on our knees anymore. How about that? Uh, hmm. Minneapolis police, they got a long way to go. Long way to go. Yeah. And here they've started a ballot initiative here now. It's uh, started with early voting. They want to reform the police department here. They want... Good. That's the word, reform. Not... 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 Not the well, fun. Well, what they're, what they're looking at doing here is, first off, changing the name of the... the uh, uh, from... Uh, changing them from police officers to peace officers. And it's more of an agency that's run through the, uh, run through the uh, entire city council and the mayor, as opposed to just the mayor being in charge. And there's other, uh, there's other bits and pieces about this. Uh, I look, I know a lot of this was, was done. Uh, with the uh, with the the murder of George Floyd in mind, and I God, I, I totally I totally understand that. But what what we also have to realize is is that while George Floyd with with George Floyd, as uh, we've kind of taken we've taken the, our eyes off the ball with other instances, there have been what is it now sixty four. Murders in Minneapolis, um, including now four. Well, three kids have died. There was a fourth kid that was uh, that was shot, and three of them were were shot by basically by errant gunfire. One was actually shot, you know, shot at and hit and died and killed. Um. There's two ways of looking at this. One, obviously, what they're doing right now isn't working because they haven't solved hardly any of these uh, these murders. We still have no idea. There's been as much as eighty five thousand dollars laid out as a uh, reward to find out who was responsible for the the three kids that were killed over in North Minneapolis. Not all together, but within a couple weeks' time of each other. And the one again was. The one boy again was—he's uh, not dead, he, but he's in—he's fighting for his life still. 
there's two ways to look at it. What they're doing now really isn't necessarily working. But I don't know if, if we want to get to the point where we're going to have less police. No, we don't need less police. What we need is, uh, again, the word reform. It's the culture. Okay? the We have to get away from the type of police department that believes they are above the law. So, totally correct. You, you look, cops don't have the power that they think they do. A lot of cops don't understand people's constitutional rights. If you, a cop just can't walk up to me. If I'm bopping down the street, just can't walk up to me and say, I need to see your ID. Well, what you need and what I'm going to do is two entirely different things. Can you give me, uh, you know, can you articulate a crime that I've committed, I'm about to commit, or in the act of committing? Because then, then by law, I have to show you my ID. I have to identify myself. But if I'm just bopping down the street, well, I need your ID. Well, yeah, that's not an answer. And and that happens quite often. And uh, another uh, one thing a lot of police officers need to learn how to do is to de-escalate. They're very good at escalating situations. You know, they're asking you the same question 14 times in a row and trying to, you know, wear you down and just to get your ID over nothing. Uh, so. And then when talking doesn't work, they start screaming it and start trying to use more intimidation, more. Uh, right. It's just so. I, 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 I don't know. I, I've, I don't live in Minneapolis. Uh, I think that to tell you the truth, when it comes right down to it, I don't know. I'm not a big, I've never been a big fan of, of Jacob Fry. And Jacob Fry is. Uh, I thought he was. Mayor. Oh, yeah. Um, Seriously. But he's out, he's out against this, uh, this ballot measure as well. But I, I hate to say it, in this particular instance, I kind of agree with him. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't think. That Stop trying to, to think. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm noting this, so I'm going to pull that out of the. Uh, that's going to be a drop. There definitely needs to be changes. No question. Reforms. Reforms. That's the key word. People need to get away from defund. We need to reform, and in some cases, that's going to mean. Changing the name, changing, it's the culture. It's the inside culture. It's this thin blue line. Uh, I had a discussion with a guy I work with occasionally. I, he's on this job with me temporarily. And we were, we were talking back and forth, and we kind of disagree on the whole Kaepernick thing. But I asked him, and, and we're not, we don't fight. We we just have a real discussion. We talk, yeah. Yeah, we talk. And, uh, and I said to him, because he was going on about how it desecrates this, that, and the other thing. I said, what about the uh, the American flag with the blue line on it? He says, what about it? I said, that desecrates the American flag. That's an actual, you know, the one the police like to use. I said, that's an actual desecration. That's against federal law to do that. So he didn't have yeah. a good answer for that, and I wasn't expecting one. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else do we have here on the old uh, video? Oh, 
we well, got all kinds of goodies here. Where do you want to shift next? Let, let's go to, because, uh, again, we can never go wrong. Two in a row is always a good thing. Let, let's hit the chipster again. Uh, this time talking about General Miley. Uh, Miley. Is that his name? Yeah, this guy. I, you know, I don't know if it's Miley or Millie, to tell you the truth. Millie. Millie. It's Millie. But here's a guy that was put in a bad situation, okay? Trump has gone bat bananas crazy in the White House. And all Millie did was reach out to his Chinese counterpart to say, look, mm -hmm. everything's fine. We're not going to war. We're not going. Uh... Now, of course, all the Republicans are screaming, oh, it's unconstitutional. Really, let's let, let let's just start with year one. Everything Trump did that was that uh, violated the Constitution. Just year one, and then we can go from there. Let's let's take a listen. Donald Trump lost it up here. Trump is mentally ill. The sick puppy. And in case you forgot, he tried to overthrow the government. So imagine you're a foreign nation watching this, asking yourself, "Well, shit, they can't even protect their own capital." Fortunately, General Mark Milley warned China we would not attack them because, of course, they're freaking out. Every day, Trump is blaming them for the pandemic and sounding even more insane. Tongues loose. So after Trump's white nationalists stormed the Capitol, Milley decided to reach out to prevent the unthinkable. Trump had already tweeted he might nuke North Korea. Little rocket, man. So you can imagine what China's thinking. That's treason. And these ass magnets chime in. He should be fired and tried for treason. But for the record, Milley is a decorated four-star general who has for decades commanded troops in war, while Trump is an oafish grifter who couldn't get stiff with a porn star. I don't know how it got this bad this fast. Uh, I don't know what I said. But if we go down this road again. You said that you've made up your mind about whether you're running again. Next time, we may not be so lucky. Goddamn right. High five. Okay. That's a pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I will I will say there that uh, General Milley did have one little thing that I was, I was kind of surprised to hear. Of course, you've you've heard the news about the the uh, airstrike in uh, the drone strike in Afghanistan, which we thought was uh, ISIS K. We we wound up killing innocent people, uh, including children in this instance. And even Millie come out and said that that was a righteous righteous uh, strike. So I'm, I'm 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 a little look if what. Is reported in the book. This was a uh, who is it that wrote the book again? Uh, uh, Bernstein and uh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. But anyways, yeah. Bob if Bob, what Bob, Bob Woodward. Woodward. Oh, excuse, okay. If what he's saying is true, and that he uh, that he uh, made a preemptive call to the Chinese to just try to you know, calm them down over there. Yeah, I think that was probably not a bad idea, but I, my jury is still a little out when it comes to uh, the good general and everything that uh, he has uh, done here over the last uh, few uh, few weeks and months. Well, I, I, you got to give him a little attaboy for that whole disaster going to the photo op thing last year after the insurrection. Uh -huh. He re once he realized what was going on, there he is in his fatigues. He bailed right out of there and and cop to it. I shouldn't have been there, but you know, I uh, you know, there's a military man that's caught between 
doing the right thing and having to listen to his commander-in-chief who's a nutball. Right. That's a no-win situation. You can't you can't win in that situation. And uh you know, I I I just unfortunately we're fighting all these Republicans whose only goal right now, they've thrown away everything, is to get people not to vote so they can stay in power. That's it. That's their only focus now. There's no, so, you know, everything's going to be an uphill battle here until we get, we'll get rid of Trump. Can we get rid of Trumpism? That's the real question. We've got people who just, uh, I had a conversation. I, I thought about mentioning this when Shaletta was on. I thought, yeah, probably not the best time, but I was talking to somebody the other day and he was talking about a show that he worked on. Uh, predominantly African-American cast and production. And it's on TV. It's on one of the networks. But he referred to it as, and part of my language here, he referred to it as, you know, the nigger show. And I said, man, don't. This isn't about me. Take it. Look, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't want to hear it. There's no need for that. But here we are, 2021, and still people are talking like this. No, I can't. I, I can't begin to tell you how much that one word just. And I, and I just again, I just said, look, man, I'm uncomfortable here, and that don't use, please don't use that word around me. There was no need in picking a fight, but I just felt, you know, I had to let them know I'm not, you know, and you know. That was it. We continued on with the conversation. He was telling me, you know, he finished telling me the story. We had no other problems after that. But he said it without so much as Bat and I. He was so comfortable with it. Like, it comes down to what I said to a guy once a few years ago. Just because we share a skin tone does not mean we're members of some, you know, racial club or something like that. Don't. Yeah, absolutely. Don't think think you can speak the secret code with me. And I'm like, yeah, hey, buddy, wink, wink, you know. It's us against them dackies. No, no, no. It doesn't. It does not work like that. I hate right. all people, regardless of color. You got to work <laughs> your way up to like. Okay. Yeah. Just. Uh, no. I I think that there are. I I can't think of a more vile word uh, in the uh, in in our vernacular than that, and I think it needs to be completely scrubbed from our vernacular. To be honest with you, I'll. I'll lay, I'll lay, I'll lay an f bomb without, uh, without giving it a second thought. You know that as well as, as anybody. No, I know it. But yeah, I, I think that there is nothing more vile, and 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 I'll, I'll even go one, one step further here. It's just as vile hearing it from a, a black person as it is from a white person. And uh, and uh, so yeah, I have no time for it. So hey, we'll be back with our number two here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. John and Ed versus the Spread, leading us off. We'll see you in a bit.
KFI. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. It was April 41st, being a quadruple leap year, I was driving in downtown Atlantis. My barracuda was in the shop, so I was in a rented stingray, and it was overheating. So I pulled into a shell station. They said I'd blown a seal. I said, fix the damn thing and leave my private life out of it, okay, pal? While they were doing that, I walked over to a place called the Oyster Bar. A real dive. But I knew the owner. He used to play for the dolphins. I said, hi, Gil. You have to yell, he's hard of hearing. Gil was also down as luck. Fact is, he was barely keeping his head below water. I bellied up to the sandbar. He poured the usual. Rusty snail, hold the grunion, shaken, not stirred. With a peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich on the side. Heavy on the mako. I slipped him a fin. On porpoise. I was feeling good. I even dropped a sand dollar in the box for Jerry's squid. For the halibut. Well, the place was crowded. We were packed in like sardines. They were all there to listen to the big band sounds of Tommy Dorsal. What soul? Tommy was rocking the place with a very popular tuna. Salmon chanted evening. And the stage was surrounded by screaming groupers. Probably there to see the bass player. One of them was this cute little yellowtail. And she's giving me the eye. So I figured this is my chance for a little fun. You know, piece of Pisces. But she said things I just couldn't fathom. She was too deep, seemed to be under a lot of pressure. Boy, could she drink. She drank like a, she drank a lot. I said, what's your sign? She said, Aquarian. I said, great, let's get tanked. to my place for a little midnight bait. I said, come on, baby, you only take a few minnows. She threw me that same old line. Not tonight. I got a haddock. And she wasn't kidding either, because in came the biggest, meanest-looking haddock I'd ever seen come down the pike. He was covered with muscles. He came over to me and said, listen, shrimp, don't you come trolling around here. What a crab. 
This guy was steamed. I could see the anchor in his eyes. I turned to him, I said, Apollonie, you're just being shellfish. Well, I knew there was going to be trouble, and so did Gil, because he was already on the phone to the cods. The haddock hits me with a sucker punch. I catch him with a left hook. He eels over. It was a fluke, but there he was, lying on the deck, flat as a mackerel. Helpless. I said, forget the cods, Gil. This guy's going to need a sturgeon. Well, the yellowtail was impressed with the way I landed her boyfriend. She came over to me. She said, hey, big boy, you're really a game fish. What's your name? I said, Marlin. I took her to dinner, I took her to dance, I bought her a bouquet of flounders, and then I went home with her. And what did I get for my trouble? A case of the clams. Welcome back to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon over there in Queens, New York, eating chips, right? Gee, Pop-Tarts. What? Oh, Pop-Tarts. You and your Pop-Tarts. Finish my intro. Oh. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, my. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. If he doesn't have a mouthful of Pop-Tarts, hopefully he'll say good morning. Good morning, kids and kittens. I mistimed the uh, video. I thought I had time to finish my Pop-Tarts. So in an unusual move, I'm going to turn the floor over to John for a minute and let him talk. I don't care what he says. Go ahead, John, talk. Oh, okay. So, and that reminds me of something here, of your uh, your poison, if you will, there, your love for Diet Mountain Dew. Reminded me of a story I heard uh, Shaletta talking about yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask you about that. Apparently, she, was to, she got this from somebody, from one of her guests. Um, she uh, found out that this person likes to uh, poor Mountain Dew. I don't think it's Diet Mountain Dew even. Uh, Mountain Dew in with her coffee. Let's make the distinction here. Go ahead. Finish your story. Well, it's, 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 I look, Mountain Dew is Mountain Dew. And it's just the fact that it doesn't have any, that Diet Dew doesn't have any sugar to speak of. Has no caffeine uh, either. Bull crap. No caffeine. Well, I bet you $5 right now that you're full of BS. Look at your bottle. John, you're you're breaking up. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, wait a minute. He's swimming. <laughs> it does not matter. Well, I tell you, I could have used that concoction, though, of coffee and Mountain Dew this morning, boy. tell. Oh, my God. Well, I, I just... I don't know if you've noticed, I've gone to the nose a couple of times with tissue here. I um, <laughs> yeah, nobody has said anything like that since, since the old cocaine days. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Oliver goes to school one day, one stinking day, and picks up a damn cold from one of his classmates. By the way, you're aware it takes three days for a cold to incubate and... Uh... And to really, really I, I, I understand that, but, but, none, but nonetheless, he, has, uh, he caught it, and then yours truly got it. When I get colds, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I am, seriously, I am a big baby, and that is the one thing about the whole, all the COVID precautions that I've taken over the last uh, year. Uh, that maybe I've gotten a little laps on or whatever all of a sudden, oh. but since I got the vaccination, unfortunately, COVID vaccinations do little to anything to help you with the common cold. And oh my God, it is, it's not been a pretty sight the last couple of days. Well, thanks for sharing there, Skippy. You're welcome, Mr. Cold Sore. Yes, I wear it proudly. Oh my God! I wear it proudly. I I get this impression there with that cold sore that you're one of these people that likes to whenever you get that little lump or that there on your lip. Doing it right now, doing it right you, now. You're licking it and sucking your lip and the right whole. Now. If you uh, were watching, if you were watching me, you could see I've been doing it the whole time. That's why right now it looks about the size of a football. Oh wait a minute here here's a here's a uh, segue for you. A segue for you. Are we uh are we ready? We're ready. Oh wait a minute, I'm not ready. I'm not quite ready. I have to find my uh there we go. I think I found it. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of big skin prognostication. I still haven't fixed it. I still haven't fixed it. Each week, John, get off my back. Shannon and I release shoes three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. In addition, the Radio TFI supercomputer, Gerald, will be randomly choosing three games and playing against us. So far, one of us is losing to Gerald. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Kill Christ Ceremonial Sippy Cup, not responsible for shipping and handling. Extra points can be earned by going for it with two and three point conversions. If we have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Whoa, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, fun. Fun week. Uh, I gotta kill the music. A fun week last week as we uh, kicked off the 2021 season. We uh, at the end of the week, as it turned out, John ended the week with one point. 
Gerald ended the week with one point. The computer scored a point. And honestly, I would have scored a point, but I went for two with the Dolphins. And that was a mistake. I was very excited. Very, very excited. So let's move into into this week's picks. And here we go. John, let's start with your first pick. Well, as uh, as like I uh, said uh, earlier, uh, or what I said last week, if the Vikings did not uh, did not produce against the lowly Cincinnati Bengals, that I would probably wouldn't pick them again the entire the rest of the entire year. To be honest with you, today they go into. Uh, uh, Arizona, not Atlanta. They go into Arizona. Oh, geez. What a week I've had. Oh, the graphics department needs to be There's fired. There was their heads rolled last week. It's a brand new crew. This may be a weekly thing, but anyway, we'll have that repaired uh, before the recap. Anyway, Anyways, Vikings are going into Arizona. They are uh, I believe they are either two or three point dogs, according to Sher- Danny Sheridan. But that don't uh, I don't, yeah, that don't matter because I'm picking them to lose by 13 and a half and going for the two on that one. There you go. My my first pick is I'm I have lost things. Holy smokes! Uh, hang on a second. Bear with me, kids and kittens. I just had a technical hiccup here. We're going to be right back with you. But I can be talking about it in the meantime. I'm taking them there. Detroit Lions, the Motor City Kitties, as John likes to call them. They are getting 16 points. 16 points. And, uh, okay. Against the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Pack got their butt handed to them last week. Uh, by who was it that handed him? Handed him the uh, the Saints, the Saints, and uh, we're we're having some massive technical difficulties here, kids and kittens. Hashtag uh, big time professional radio. Oh, that's why it was canceled. Yes, uh, they done got their butts kicked. And uh, yes, yes, it's uh, yeah, well, apparently, we're not. Oh, there we go, we'll have to do it this way. Well, and uh, nothing's happening here today. It's not there, There we we, we got it back. So, uh, we're going to be taking Detroit. And those 16 big points, because that's hard to say no to. That's just hard to say no to. I I, I believe uh, Green Bay's going to come back. I think they're going to win it outright, but they get their butts handed to them. Anyway, John, go with your next pick. I, uh, I'm going to – I don't think we – last year we did the whole pick em thing at all, if I'm not mistaken. If a game was a pick em, we we just said, okay, that's off limits. But you did it last week. I'm going to do it this week. Cleveland is a pick'em favorite at home against Houston. 
I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Brownies to win outright. Actually, what I think we did last year was uh, we gave the home team uh, uh, minus point. We made the home team like a, a one point favorite. But that's okay. We're, we're doing the pick them. My next pick is the Raiders, those Las Vegas Raiders. They go into Pittsburgh getting four and a half points. I got to say, Vegas looked pretty good on Monday night. You know, they uh, they, they got the energy going this year. Uh, Big Ben, Big Ben's getting old and slow. What can I say? He's still Big Ben. He's nothing to sneeze at, but I, I I like the Raiders getting four and a half points. John? Oh, excuse me. Uh, okay, last pick here for me. My Kansas City Chiefs are going into Baltimore uh, as a two and a half point favorite over the Ravens. I like that. I think I think they'll I think they can cover that spread. So okay. played and simple. Got the Chiefs minus two and a half. My final pick is uh, something very unusual for me. I'm taking my Miami Dolphins getting three and a half points at home against the Buffalo Bills. This is not because that's my team. Anybody who's listened to us over the past couple of years know I generally avoid taking the Dolphins on my as one of my picks. And to do it two weeks in a row, last week, last week was a dumb move on my part. Not so much picking the Dolphins, but for going for two. I, uh, I hadn't really seen them, so. But this week, I'm confident. I'm very, very confident that this is a good, solid pick at three and a half points at home. I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to win outright, to be quite honest. And uh, now let's see what Gerald the Computer has for us this week. Gerald the Computer is uh, is taking those Tennessee Titans on the road, getting five points versus Seattle. Uh, uh Taking Cincinnati, giving up two and a half points on the road to Chicago. For some reason, that doesn't look right either. We'll we'll talk to the graphics department. And finally, <laughs> Gerald is going for three. Going for three with the L.A. Chargers, giving up 20 and a half points at home against the Dallas Cowboys. John, you and I should be uh, <laughs> size of our leaf here. And again, this is all random. This is all randomly chosen. There's no manipulation there or anything like that. So, so let, let's recap. My computer keeps acting. Oh, I lost it again. I lost it again. You'll uh, bear with me there, kids. I'm uh, something keeps happening with my uh, with the setup here. And all right, so John, your first pick was uh, you're taking Atlanta going for two. Against them, there. Uh, no, I'm picking Arizona. Arizona. Well, it's, well, it says Atlanta on my. Yeah, well, like I said, blame, blame, and fire the graphics department on that. Oh, one. They're, they're as good as gone. They're as good as gone. All right, we're gonna try this one more time. And it keeps opening up multiple times. And all right, so. All right, let's. Uh, John's taking uh, Arizona, giving up 13 and a half points to go for two points against his Vikings. He's uh, got Cleveland and a pick them at home against the Texans. Meanwhile, taking his beloved chefs, great googly moogly, on the road against Baltimore, giving up two and a half points. It's a road favorite, a road duck, no, road favorite. Meanwhile, yours truly is taking the Motor City Kitties, getting 16 points which I feel really, really good about. I don't know how you pass that by. 
honest to yeah. goodness, oh, nah, you passed that by. The uh, the Las Vegas Raiders go to the confluence of the three rivers to face Big Ben and the Steelers, getting four and a half points on the road, which I think is a gift. Finally, for myself, it's my Miami Dolphins getting three and a half points at will always be Joe Robbie Stadium against them there, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo sucks. Oh! Finally, Gerald, the master computer, has, uh, is taking Tennessee at Seattle, getting five points. Well, sounds like the board meeting has started. Now he just thinks you he just thinks your picks are crazy, but that's uh Cincinnati giving up two and a half points in Chicago. And finally, then this uh, it's a crazy one, but it's it's uh, it's a random choice. The LA Chargers giving up twenty and a half points going for three against them their Dallas Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, that's gonna wrap it up this week for uh John versus the spread. If you want to play along, by all means, join us on the Twitter hashtag uh, hashtag TSH points. We'd love to have you along. Uh, what else? Is it, now is it THS points or TFI points? TFI points. It's something like that. Well, we'll we'll get to it. <laughs> TFI points. TFI points. Just, just, just tag us. Just tag us in the tweet. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. And as always, we use Danny Sheridan odds. I don't know what's happening here today. Uh, Danny Sheridan odds.com. That's where we get our point spreads from. Uh, play along. We'll see. It's going to be a big full day today of uh, football. Football. And well, the Vikings game isn't on until three my time today. So I'm probably going to. Do an Ed Van Ness and actually take a nap before that. Well, my fins kick off at one o'clock. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna get what game we're gonna get. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get from Fox. I don't think we're gonna get the uh, get the noon game. Uh, I think they're gonna. I think we're gonna wind up getting some sort of other programming. And uh, I don't know as far as NBC is concerned what they're planning to show. So, well, NBC's not showing anything today. Not NBC. Excuse me, CBS. God, I just... Jesus, you know that how how long it's been since NBC has been the t the the basically the cover the AFC. Yeah, well, that's been over this twenty well past twenty years. Twenty five years. Has it been that long, really? The first year that Fox had uh, the NFC was 1994. That was the year I was in Los Angeles for week one. Okay. And it was very weird watching the pregame show at nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. And mind you, there was no LA team at the time. Oh, no, no, there was. The Raiders were still there, I think. Yeah, the Raiders were still there. Okay. And, uh, but it's still it's very strange watching football on the West Coast. Yeah, I remember living in living in Vegas uh, and uh, having having to watch game get up if I wanted to. I'd wind up going to the sports book a lot of times to watch right. watch the games, but um, when that got to be too expensive and find find out that I was actually starting my uh, 
my drinking, you know, because you can't go to a sports book and not have, at least have a couple of beers or something like that. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and this game is. <laughs> I, know, I know it was so, it, it, for an East coaster. It is very, because we, I've talked about this before. We're accustomed to have everything suited to us, tailored to the East coast, the rest of the country be damned. Because we got all the big cities, we got all all the major markets. Nobody cares about LA, really. The NFL didn't care enough to not be there for twenty five years. So, yeah, you know, uh, I was about to do something over here, and I haven't the faintest idea of what it was. Oh, I tell you, how you worry me sometimes with these little mental lapses you're uh, you're having. Uh, yeah, we go There's live. I... We go live in fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do you say we get we uh clear out our video vault here let's see what the heck else we got uh let's uh well okay let's go down the line uh this one is very interesting uh now of course texas with the new abortion laws where basically they're putting a bounty on everybody's head any nitwit with a phone can uh can sue somebody uh even involved if anyway here's a young lady i think it's from tiktok and listen very closely but she makes some very it's as if she's talking to a pro-lifer that's that's who the discussion is with oh yeah take a listen oh you're pro-life that's cool so you're against war no the death penalty no obviously you support gun control no Speak out against police brutality? No? Mm, okay. Okay, so you foster and adopt children? No? You know there's over 400,000 kids in the foster care system in America right now, right? Good. Let's see. You support mandatory parental leave for new parents? No? How about government programs that help fund those kids you wanted to be born? No? So you're not really pro-life then, are ya? I mean, at best, you're pro-fetus. That is if you don't support IVF. Oh, you do? <laughs> Great. So then you're just pro-controlling women's bodies and people with uteruses. You're not pro-life. Because you see, uh, a young girl gets pregnant and you shame her. And then she has that kid that you wanted her to have and use government assistance like food stamps and WIC. And what do you do? You shame her. And then those kids, unfortunately, usually grow up in poverty and or abusive homes and have their own set of issues, mental health issues, drug abuse issues, in and out of the prison system that you also don't want to reform. And what do you do? You shame them. How about if they're born gay or trans? Do you support their rights then? No. You shame them. So you're not really pro-life then, are ya? What's that? You don't do any of those things? You're just against abortion. Okay, I get that. So obviously you support things like better sex education in schools, easier access to birth control options, universal health care. Hmm? No, none of those things. Even though they've all been proven to significantly lower the rates of abortions. Got it. I have an idea. Let's have all men have mandatory reversible vasectomies. And when they find someone, if they find someone who wants to procreate with them, they can go to the courts and have it removed. What's that? That infringes on your rights? It's unconstitutional? Your body, your choice? Fantastic. So in places like Texas that have these strict abortion laws, even in the case of rape or incest, if a 12-year-old little girl gets raped by her uncle, now has to carry that baby to full term because it's God's will, you consider that pro-life? 
<laughs> Boy, she's just uh, she's right on the money with that, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. It's uh, it was kind of uh, I do appreciate the fact that she cut out the parts where she's actually chewing on the chips, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think it adds to the ambiance of the of the oh, video. I to tell you the truth, I I don't think that that was uh, no. done by accident whatsoever. Making a joke, John. Uh, but no, the, I mean, the young lady makes some very, very valid points. We have this group of people out there who are so desperate to stop abortion, and yet they don't give a rat's flipping behind about this kid once it once it's born. Mm -hmm. You know, again, abortion is that's that's a choice for the ladies to make. It's I'm there to hold your hand. I'm there to, if you ask my opinion, I will give you my opinion, but I'm not going to offer it because it's not my place to offer it. It ain't none of my business. Even if the kid is mine, it's still not my body. Okay, we can have a discussion. We will definitely have a discussion on how to deal with this child and mm -hmm. what we're going to do. But in the end, it's your body. It's your choice. And I believe that uh, that holds true for everybody, for every one of you knuckleheads out there with the vaccine. Oh, it's my body, my choice. Well, that goes. It's not just about you then. You have, you have to live that. You have to. That applies to everybody about everything then. Okay. Can't have it both ways, I guess. It, it, it's not, well, it's my body, my choice against the vaccine. But no, 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 no. Abortion's different. No, it's not. It's an invasive procedure in your eyes. Okay, mm -hmm. you believe this vaccine is going to uh, kill you or make you weird or weirder than you already are. Mm -hmm. Some such nonsense. Uh, you got uh, one more here, kind of on that same uh, on that same I topic. Do. I do. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty uh, dark one. Uh, but we're going to play it anyway. This is about this is real life comments that the Republicans have made over the years regarding rape. Warning. The following are real, uncensored statements from Republicans about rape and reproductive rights. Viewer discretion is advised. Rape is kind of like the weather. If it's inevitable, relax and enjoy it. Clayton Williams. It's really, really, if, it's if it's a, a legitimate, legitimate rape, rape, the female the body female has body ways has to try and shut that, that whole thing down. down. Todd Aiken. Rape victims should make the best, best of a bad, of a bad situation. situation. Except what God is giving to you. Rick Santorum. Even, Even when, when life begins in that horrible situation of rape, rape that it is something is, that uh, God something intended that to God happen. Intended to happen. Richard Murdoch. In the emergency room, but they have what's called rape, rape kits, where a woman they can get cleaned out. out. Jody Lobenberg. If not for rape and incest, would there be any population left? Steve King. She was dressed like a 21-year-old prostitute. Students should show up in proper attire. Kathleen Pasadomo said this about an 11-year-old girl gang-raped in Texas by 18 men. If a woman has the right to an abortion, why shouldn't a man be able to use his superior strength to force himself on a woman? At least the rapist's pursuit of sexual freedom doesn't, in most cases, result in anyone's death. Lawrence Lachman. What is the value of that life, and is it subordinate to the value of its host body? Jose Oliva. This is the Republican Party. Never forget.
vote them out. It is so scary to hear some of those comments, and some of them hear them again, uh, with just no consideration at all. No. For what women experience when being assaulted like that. I'm not going to pretend I know what it's like. I'm not going to pretend. I know what it's like to feel helpless. I certainly don't, you know, an 11 year old girl being gang raped by 18 men. She had it, the old she had it come in defense. Mm. I, I, I mean, even if she was 21, what's the difference? That's a gang rape. That's 18 guys. A woman should be able to walk down any city street in any part of this country butt ass naked if she so chose and not draw anything more than a possible second look and move on. Not true. Excuse me? You heard me. Not true. Okay, tell me why you say that. All right. Now, I fully agree that no woman should be assaulted and no no woman should have to listen to uh, the wolf whistles and all that. But yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm driving along the street yesterday in midtown Manhattan. I'm stopped in traffic, and there's a woman standing in front of a hotel. This is on a side street. And she was on the phone, and, and she was this woman had abs any man would kill for. I'm talking about well-defined. You don't believe that they're really, you know, she's obviously a, a weightlifter or something like that. And she was on the phone. She glances up at me. I said, great job on the abs. I was complimenting her, her body. Look, most women, most human beings want to be, be told they look nice. They look pretty and all that. Uh, are there way, ways people can dress to not show off uh, their most flattering features? Of course. But now, and I'm not blaming anybody here. Don't take this the wrong way. But women dress in a particular way sometimes that it's designed to make you look. Now, it's one thing to look. It's one thing to say, nice dress, or, you know, you got pretty hair. It's another thing to be a jerk about it. Walking down the street naked, I know you don't mean that literally, but, you know, uh, that would certainly get people's attention. And it would certainly garner more than a second look because our our culture is not accustomed to it's that. It's outside the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, if she's a hot chick, you're certainly going to get my attention. I mean, to be honest. Well, but that, but that's look. It's one thing. It's it's one thing to look. It's another thing, maybe even to look a second time. But to sit there and ogle, I don't even necessarily know that I would have been comfortable in your situation. You mentioned even saying anything because I, I, I said it in a nice, kind way. I complimented her workout regimen up clearly. I didn't say nice tits with those abs. I said but, great work on the abs. But how do you think she took it? She smiled and gave me a thumbs up. Oh, well, that's cool. She took it well. 
because I presented it well. I didn't present it as, you know, hey baby. You, you didn't come out. You didn't come off as the creepy old man. No, no, I saved that for the next block. <laughs> Good gravy, John. No. Nothing. No, it was. I, I, I over the past few years, I, I, I've come to the realization that people like to be complimented. So whenever I can, I will compliment somebody, even if it's the most innocuous thing. Hey, I like those shades you're wearing. Nice jacket. People like to feel good about themselves. You know, and the I, only thing I ever compliment about and uh, give or say anything about anybody walking down the street what? is if they're walking their dog. And it's a, it, it's a, I don't even care if the dog's an ugly mutt. I still say keep dog. Look, I stopped at a pizza joint the other day. All right. And while I was waiting for my order, there's a young man standing next to me and he's wearing these big, big ass heels, big platform shoe heels. And uh, clearly he, he's, he's quite common. This was down lower Manhattan where this is all quite common. You know, he's dressed out of the norm for me, but without, Betting and I, and without insulting them at all, I said, hey, man, those are nice shoes. And they were nice shoes. And he took the, he says, oh, well, thank you very much. I said, you know, we, we talked a second about the shoes. How tall are they? Are they comfortable? He says, yeah. He says, I said, I don't wear stuff like that. I could never. I wouldn't. But, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I like the shoes. They look nice. And that's all. Just, just reaffirming that he made a nice choice that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd agree with with wearing them because I certainly wouldn't. But, Jeez, I thought platform shoes went out in the seventies. Yeah, with with you know, yeah, with spats and high button shoes. Oh, good, good lord! That was the one thing I remember uh, with Rolando when we were kids. Him being a couple years older than me. Oh my God! You should see some seen some of the shoes he'd even wear to school for crying out loud. Oh, oh my God! Damn platform had thing had to have been a good three inches, a yeah. good three inch platform. Oh my god, I never I'm thinking about that. It's like, first off, how the hell do you walk in something like that? I was 14 years old, freshman year of high school. First three days, third day of high school, all boys Catholic high school. And I hadn't I didn't have any height yet. And I'm wearing these shoes that had a little bit of a heel on them, you know, just just a little bit, maybe maybe a half inch or so, but enough. It was fashionable at the time. My my mother had bought them, and so we're coming. I'm coming down the stairs at the end of the school day, and three steps before. Oh no, it was the first day. It was three steps, three steps before the bottom. My heel catches on the step. Your boy goes face plants. Now, wait a minute. It's bad enough that half the freshman class is there watching me. But there's also the principal, the vice principal, and the baseball coach who was waiting for me to talk to me about my brother, who was a great catcher and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, to talk him into coming to Power Memorial next year, the following year. But yeah, that was the and that was the last day I wore those kind of heels. I never wore anything mm-hmm. out of the norm after that. But again. Saying something complimentary about somebody and not and doing it in a way that's you don't have to be crude about this stuff. You see an attractive young lady walking down the street, you know, you don't have to say, Hey, nice ass, but 
but you can say, oh, that's a, that's a nice purse, or, you know, my day's much better for seeing you now. See, now I can't necessarily, I can't necessarily, I, I don't necessarily agree with you now. What I will say is at the very most, if I see something like what you're describing, is that might smile, just right. a smile, a nod, or whatever. Rarely ever, rarely ever say anything. Okay. And I, I guess they do each their own. If you know, if you're comfortable with doing that, you know. I I find myself, and again, every now I'm on, now I'm on TV sets, movie sets, and all that. So I'm, I, and I do this even when I'm not at work. You know, I got a lot of young people around me and all that. And you, you run into them all the time. And, you know, I just, you know, I just like to keep it upbeat now. You know, I had my years in my life where everything was just miserable. Bleh. Hey, nice shades. Hey, nice, you know, this, you know, tease them a little bit, have a little fun with them. And, you know, but generally be positive about it. You know, oh, look, my how's, how, how's your day going, Ed? Much better now that you've entered into it. Just things like that. People feel better about themselves. Oh, my God. They know I'm full of it, but they appreciate the effort anyway. But it's all of it. Good Lord. I'm happy to <laughs> see them. I, I, I try to adapt a more positive persona. And look, I'm the type of person that will strike up a conversation with a stranger uh, because I like talking to people. Yeah. You notwithstanding. Uh <laughs> So I, you know, if somebody's wearing an unusual pair of shoes or a jacket or they've got a button or a sticker on it and, uh, hey, do you know what that, you know, what, the, what that really signifies? You can, maybe you can give them a little bit history on, uh, on something. Uh, you know, it, but the, a woman walking down the street and being complimented in and of itself, look, some women dress for attention. Let's face it. Not they all don't. Some of them can't help but look attractive, no matter what they do. Some could wear a potato sack and still look attractive. I That's right. That. That's right. And and they may be tired of it, but and I and I understand that and I understand that fully. Uh, but to be rude and you know that that's one thing. That's a whole nother, you know, the old uh, stereotypical wolf whistles from construction sites. And again, it's one thing to say, hey, you're pretty. Hey, pretty girl, you know. But to say, hey, you know, why don't you come on over here? Don't, you know, just, just, you know, the girl turns around, smiles at you. Then, you know, look, you're a big hit with the rest of the crew for the rest of the day. Look at you. You're a macho man. And women, let's face it, a lot of women know that. Just simply, simply a smile back will, you know, change. This whole, this whole uh, notion that she dressed like a oh that's like a, that's great yeah, that's great because or the cause to, that's why she got raped keep your freaking hands to if you know it's one thing okay okay so you say hi so you 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 know you look you look twice whatever else but what the bottom line is above all else keep your freaking hands to yourself all right, but in in this case too, this had nothing to do with her being a, you know, how she was dressed. Any female that would have walked into that trap, or that pigsty, wherever they were, would have been in as in as much trouble as this young lady. I suppose there's very, right. little, there's very little question about that. With most rapists, it's not what you're wearing or anything like that. It's a it's a control yeah. issue. Yeah, this it, is true. I I mean. 
yeah, some men on a date might get a little handsy. You know, they see you, you know, now they might think it's a wrong message you're sending because, oh, we're going out on a date. Oh, look at that. That sheer top with, uh, you know, it's a, I, I, look, you can wear what you want. But again, think of the message you're sending and you are sending a message. Okay. Like it or not, aware of it or not, you're sending a message. All right. And, uh, You've already demonstrated that you like the person because you're going out on a date with them, but now be aware of how you dress. Anyway, that has very little to do with sexual but, assault is on a, a date. Rape is one thing. What we're talking about here is something else completely different and how you're dressed has very little to do with it. Let me, let me ask you this though. You mentioned you, you say it sends a message. Uh what if what if the message that's being sent is uh, a woman who will uh, walk down the street with or walk down the street without a bra on? That's a comfort uh, issue. That, it, 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 yeah, it, what that's my point is is that a message? Is she sending a message? Mm. Well, I don't think she's sending a message. I think she, like you said, comfort issue. Or just some people, just for the fact that they don't think that they should, you know, they should have just as every much of a right to be able to walk down that street without a shirt on. If they, but they, but they also to have to be, but they also have to be aware that in our culture, okay, that catches the attention of uh, virile young men. Okay, well, that's, the culture needs to change. That may be, but that ain't happening anytime soon. No, not if you're saying it's not if you're saying that it's okay. I mean, or not if you're saying, oh, well, that's the culture. I am saying, look, first off, you don't know what turns other people on. Okay. You can dress as conservatively as possible. And there's somebody that gets, gets a kick out of that. Yeah. All right. So there's no winning when you get, when you get right down to that, Uh, you know, uh, some women love winter because they can dress, you know, well, hell, you live in Minneapolis. You know how people dress in the winter. Oh, all, tell, all too well. You can't tell anybody from anybody in the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you're, you're, oh, that, again, they're not wearing a bra. For some, it's comfort. For some, it's a necessity. For some, it's a tease. Let's face it. That's not, John, it is. I'm not saying all women who don't wear a bra teasing people, but there's a certain percentage. They know full well. They know full well that they're wearing a sheer blouse or or the white T-shirt in the summer just looking for a fire hydrant or a water hose. Come on. Come on now. I'm not knocking it. I'm like, look, ladies are, but it doesn't change the fact, no matter what we say here, people still find that exciting and titillating. A fit young lady in a white t-shirt without wearing a brassiere who gets water splash on her. My God, there's entire industries built around that. The whole wet t-shirt industry. My God, we have a name for it. Wet t-shirt. Con- we have contests to see who can do it best for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Women are up there, you know, they're showing us what they got, and God bless them for doing it. 
they they're aware of who they are and what they are. And look, men are friggin' animals. We're dogs in general. You know, yeah, we don't yeah. have to do if we had to deal with one percent of what women have to. Uh, we we'd be crawled up and curled up in a corner, crying, crying. Uh, yeah. Anyway, see, I don't know. I can, I can enjoy like what you would anything that you just discussed. I can enjoy all that without making comments, without without uh, obviously without touching or all of a sudden here, I got to get closer and get a better look type thing. But you're still uh, thinking about it. I think, I think a, a lot about a lot of things. I, I, I think about a lot of things during the course of my day. Somebody runs out in front of my, in front of my car in the, in the middle of the street. I think about hitting the accelerator. And you think about what would they look like without clothes on? Trust me. I know you. Yeah. Can we go back to football now? <laughs> you got one more. You've got one more uh, uh, video here in the vault, uh, which I actually found kind of amusing. Uh, Let's this one. Old this Tucker is, Carlson. Old has, Tucker, has Tucker Carlson has he turned a new leaf? No, no, no. This is just the way the video is put together. Never in American history have politicians been more powerful than they are now. Effectively, they are gods. I am the chosen one. Western leaders told us that the virus was under control and was unlikely to cause serious problems for anyone in our hemisphere. None of that was true. I'll tell you what, right security. Now, I think it's under control. News organizations exist to hold the powerful to account. Here we have the powerful acting with no accountability at all. No, I don't take responsibility at all. And our news media, they are cheering it on, besotted fangirls. God sent this president. He is a person of providence. No abuse is too grotesque for them. No talking point is too stupid to repeat. Reporters will do whatever they are told. They are all in. Hydroxychloroquine. 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 Totalitarianism does not shock us anymore. Maybe that's because all of a sudden, it's all around us. Nobody disobeys my orders. Well, I have the ultimate authority. So what to make of all of this? Well, it's long been considered out of bounds to question a person's patriotism. It's a very strong charge, and we try not ever to make it. But in the face of all of this, the conclusion can't be avoided. These people actually hate America. There's no longer a question about that. And yet, paradoxically, at the same time, they desperately want to control America more than anything. I, I don't know. I think old Tucker might have turned over a new leaf. No, you, had to, you, you, you had to see the video, too, to, to understand the, the parody and the whole thing. I Yes, I get it. Totally, totally turning Tucker Carlson's remarks and turning it all on back on his ear. I totally get that. But right. it's, it's, fun, it's fun to think about it for a moment or two. As long as you get it, Skippy, that's really, that's really all yeah. that matters. That's right. I, I I do get it. Absolutely. Oh, let's see what uh, what else do we have here in the in the little can here. So, have you uh, have you read that uh, that Jeopardy is going to make a a, a short term decision at least on who's going to host uh, Ken, Ken now that Jennings, Mike Richards, Ken Jennings, and uh, Maya Bialik. God, why do I have such a hard time pronouncing her name? Mayim Bialik. Mayim Bialik. 
I think it's a good choice. Hey, look, I, I I totally get it. It's it's people are having the people have their you know what a ringer about it because apparently they made some off the wall mar- uh, remarks years ago on Twitter too. Who hasn't made any off remark? No, 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 John, John, John. The bigger issue with Mike Richards was the fact that he was the one conducting the search. Okay. Oh, who's the winner? I am. No, I'm not talking about Mike Richards. I'm talking about Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik. Oh, Supposedly, they made some oh, off-the-wall God. remarks. That's my point. Everybody everybody is going to do it. The fact of the matter is, is that both of them were really good hosts. If you I, don't that, want it to come back on you, don't put it online. I yeah, pity yeah. a lot of the young people who have put really, really graphic stuff on the various social media networks and it's going to come back and haunt you at some point you're going to go for a job and these days they are looking at your social media content and they're going to come and they're going to go oh look you said this 12 years ago interesting picture there uh miss of you walking down the street naked past john shannon Explain that. By the way, Mr. Shannon is doing nothing inappropriate. Isn't doing anything inappropriate. So we, we applaud him for that. It's you, however. Uh, boy, that joke went nowhere fast. Yeah, well. Oh, that was supposed to be a joke? Ouch. Wow. God. Wow. That hurt. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I tell you though, I, I've said I've I've had a couple people at time to time passengers say, "Well, you know, you got you seem to know what's going on." Supposedly, yeah, little do you know. Why don't you? Why don't you run for office? Why don't you run for city council? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Vote Ed. Twenty twenty two. Vote Ed. No matter where you are. Why does Ed want to be, you know, I, it's got to be Congress. I don't want the Senate. That's too long. That's six years. I ain't got that kind of time. I want to be in Congress for two years. All I want is the perks. I'm being upfront about it. I'll do it. I'll, 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 I'll disappear. Nobody will. I don't want to be on a committee. I don't want to just, I'll show up. I'll vote every now and again. Uh, look, Marco Rubio has shown us you can be in Congress and never have to be there. Uh, he's rarely there for votes. Rarely. Uh, so, yeah. So, vote Ed in 2022. Uh, forget John. Nobody wants... Nobody really wants... John's a little opinionated with his little taxi customers. And I think, oh, you'd be good to run for office. Baloney. Save your vote for Ed. I got to run against him, too. There you are. Not a too many too many skeletons in my closet. We're gonna have. I don't care. What do I care at this point? I want the bennies. One hundred sixty-five thousand a year. Boom. Dental. Boom. Medical. Boom. Office supplies. Office supplies. Free postage. Do you know? Congress gets free postage. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. No, don't be sure. It is. It's uh, for certain. It's a fact, man. 
It's a fact. And, and your boy wants see, I want on that gravy train. I also want to get on the little private Senate subway, too. I, don't know, I think only the senators can ride that, but I'll find a way on. Uh, and uh, and I get that. But the only place I can't run is the district I'm actually a resident of. You know why? Because you'd put out AOC. There you go. There you go. We can't have that. Did you see that dress she wore at the Met Gala? Oh, did I? Oh, did I? She looks so, <laughs> she looks so cute with the looking back. Oh, I was. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely young lady. And shame I didn't meet her 30 years ago. Or no, that that would have been even creepier because she was like one. Uh, that's. Uh, well, she anyway. comes from good genes. Maybe you should have met her mom 30 years ago. Fantastic genes. My God, look at that face. You can't. I'm even getting used to the voice. See, I, I guess I've only heard her talk maybe two or three times. I've never oh, read what she says all the time, but I've never, I've never really heard, heard her talk. In very, her very high voice. Very high voice. Almost, almost like a cartoon character. But boy, when she gets going, man, she starts hitting, you know, hitting points hard. Man, ain't nothing <laughs> like it. And uh, she's so intelligent. So intelligent. Did you uh, did you see the latest campaign ad that your uh, your buddy MGT uh, put out? MTG, she's your MTG, girlfriend. excuse me. She's your girlfriend, and uh, she almost takes her eye out with that. What is it? A fifty millimeter assault weapon? I'm going to take out socialism. That's. She's nuts. I'm telling you, she's she's a, a... NVTS nuts. Exactly. That's um, a joke from his, History of the World Part One. I I know it well. Oh, wow. I know it well. I um. I'm in negotiations, believe it or not, with Marcus Flowers and his campaign to try to get him. He's the one that's actually going to run against Marjorie Taylor Greene in the upcoming. Right. right. Georgia District 14 election. Does he, does he know that there are 25 watt light bulbs that have a further reach than we do? Well, you know, I've, I've, he, he said it sounds interesting. Call my people. So we'll, uh, okay. we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here. He's going to be awfully disappointed. <laughs> you never know. You like I, like I was saying when Shaletta was with us. All you have to do is hit that one spark. That one, just that one spark. It's all it takes. And all I have to do is hit that one button. Well, well, there you go. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. For Ed Van Ness and Gerald, I'm John Shannon. I got the money. Uh-huh. Yes, dear.
I'm listening. Oh, I heard every word you said, honey. Yes. Yes, dear. Oh, I agree. You're right. Yes, you're always right. Yes, dear. <laughs>